Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bing bong, bing bong, Jenny from the block. Bing a better, bing a header, bing a bong. Baby, baby, let's get loud. Let's get suggestible. Everybody come and be suggestible. This is the worst one you've done. And that is saying something because I never enjoy these. <laughs> oh, look, I, I, you see what I've done there? Listeners will appreciate the connection I'm going to make soon with the bing bong at the start of yes, the show. Yes, I'm sure people have not figured out what you're doing already. There's not a I'm big so documentary. Into it. Uh, I'm so into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is yes, this show, Yes, yes, J-Lo, yes. All right, anyway. Hello, welcome to Suggestible. This will all make sense soon. My name is Claire Dante. James Clement is here also. Hello. Oh, he's British today. He's a British boy. That's right. We are married. We recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. And occasionally I'll sing at you. Just if you don't like it, it's probably time to leave now. It's just p- picture Too it late like, for James. That's right. It's like a window into my life. You get half an hour of it. I get it on full blast every day. <laughs> my singing teacher got the giggles the other day because I was on the stage practicing my song. So I'm doing a song over the weekend. My goodness. And I was talking to her about something to do with the kids' admin and then I just sang one note from the song and then just kept talking like I hadn't done it because <laughs> <laughs> we'd been talking about how to hit the note. She just started giggling and I didn't even notice I'd done it. I understand why my son and you get really irritated. And why we don't like you, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Claire. Tough. You stuck with me, boys. What, what are you all about this week in terms of suggestibles? Would suggestibles? you like to kick us off? I would, but first up, James, I need to ask you something. Okay. How you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> what percentage of fine are you? 10%? I don't know, man. Who knows? I don't think I'm ever going to be better than this, so I don't know. <laughs> this is it. This is it. You got your hair cut. I, I could like prob- it. I could probably, like, get some therapy and whatever and rest more and eat better, but I'm just not going to. So this is it. <laughs> this is it. You ordered some pretend lollies in the post. Man, I'm eating so many pretend lollies. <laughs> it's crazy. I just think that you're going to end up with some horrible cancer. Touch wood. I don't want to put that in the universe, but you, the amount of fake food that you eat. No, well, actually, they're natural uh, lollies. Uh, this is not an endorsement. Still don't understand how called... they are lollies, and they taste like lollies, except they're not lollies. Well, they're very, they've got a lot of good energy and fruits and stuff in them. <laughs> they're called smart sweets, not an endorsement. But if you need like a little like sweet kick, you know, they got like ninety to one hundred calories in each packet. Just give it a give it a chew. Go yum yum yum. Some are better than others. Some just taste like like a rubber band, but other ones. <laughs> Tastes quite good. So this is what I do. I order a bunch of weird stuff and then I work my way through them and, like, it'll be ten different flavours of the one thing and then I'm like, okay, one of these is good. The rest (laughs) of them are not. That's how I live my life. Cool, excellent. I'm glad. That's the the only joy that I get. That's the update from the old Jim Bob's live over there. Wow. you got a lot going on. It's true. What have you got going on, though? (laughs) What have I got going on? Oh, I've been watching the Halftime J-Lo documentary. Can you tell? Oh, boy, I know you. Oh, boy. I have watched it twice. (laughs) Twice? (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. I just bloody loved it. What are you up to, Claire? That woman is in her 50s. 
Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It's insane how talented she is. But it's you know, insane. I think the reason, though, that she has been so successful is because she's had Ben Affleck by her side. In, the, <laughs> oh in both God. the early 2000s, oh then there was a bit of a break <laughs> of two, 20 years, and now they're back together. And I think that's the kind of thing that keeps you going. You always say behind like a powerful person is their partner doing all the real work. <laughs> And in this case, just it's completely it's ben broken. <laughs> ben Affleck, who's been in out of rehab. I can imagine Ben Affleck just like time. watching a stage show, just from like you know, from just from just <laughs> just off to the side by the curtain, just punching a dart, just like. <sighs> it is funny you say that because so I'm talking about J Lo's halftime. It's a documentary about her ad that's on Netflix at the moment. But there is a brief snippet of Ben Affleck in it. He's oh, in really? it for like a minute. And literally he says something like, yeah, they always really underrated her and were really rude to her. And it, he doesn't, he looks like he's holding a cigarette. He's not. But oh, he really? looks very much like he would be if he was allowed to. Yeah. And he just looks, he's so like deadpan, real, real low key. And that you can tell that like maybe they did like two hours of interview footage and that is like the best clip they could get. I, I would be shocked if they got Ben Affleck for two hours. <laughs> I don't think he'd allow it. Oh my god! It was so, it was just like he. Uh, anyway, it was very Ben Affleck. Yeah, very Ben Affleck. Anyway, let's not talk about him because I want to talk about her. And this is the problem with J Lo. Actually, I will I, say. I, I do. No, I, but I do want. Actually, I didn't. I didn't mean this to be. I know, but ben this Affleck. is the thing that happens with J Lo, and it's yeah. happened for her whole career, which they do talk about in the doco too. That. She is so insanely talented and yet somehow most of the press around her tends to be about her tumultuous kind of love life. Yeah. And she's in the or tabloids. Her figure. Yeah, or her body or her figure, exactly. And and I hadn't realised when they play footage from this back when she first was kind of breaking into the scene, yeah. it's so racist because she's Latino mm. and it's just blatantly racist and on like big talk shows and also her curves were a massive thing because I'd forgotten but at that time that the kind of Gwyneth Paltrow aesthetic, like blonde hair, incredibly tiny Kate Moss heroin chic vibe was yeah. out. So she was kind of made fun of, talked about, like objectified everywhere for having curves and having this like, you know, bum that was like particularly amazing. But when you look at the footage back, I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. There's no doubt about it. And she's curvy, but she's not like incredibly curvy. She's just no. a, a woman who has a lovely hourglass figure. And it it's just so wild you, to me I that that was the thing everyone talked about. Was that because I, I at the time, like I remember it being talked about, but you'd never look at her and go, wow, what? that's crazy. What a crazy body to see on a person. That's what I mean. Like she even just had, had like people a were like, lovely yeah, figure. Is, that's, she's obviously an amazing looking person. Yeah. yeah. but, but not, And then when you think now we've got people like Lizzo, we've got Beyonce, we've got Kim Kardashian, like it was all before those women. So it is just so stupid and wild that she was kind of objectified in that way. I mean, she's ostensibly, obviously, incredibly talented and beautiful. Beside that, though, she is so hardworking. She's an incredible dancer, which is kind of where she started with her break. And then she's also this incredible singer and her acting is excellent. So I'm just going to read out some of the amazing milestones from her career. Obviously, the Netflix halftime documentary is really a sort of personal look and it's obviously very crafty. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a look at, it starts off with her just before she's getting on stage to play the halftime show Mm. at the Super Bowl, which is obviously a highlight of her career, while at the same time she's been nominated for Hustlers, which is 
just an incredible movie that she produced and stars in. I can't um, watch Hustlers. It's so good and it's directed by women. It's just amazing. Let me tell you a little bit about Hustlers. I'm kind of jumping all over the place because I'm so excited. But <laughs> Hustlers is a 2019 crime comedy drama written and directed by Lorraine Scafaria and it's based on New York Magazine's 2015 article The Hustlers at Scores by Jessica Pressler. So mm-hmm. it's an all-female directed, written movie produced by J-Lo and it follows a crew of New York City strippers who begin to steal money by drugging stock traders and CEOs who visit their club and then running up their credit cards. So it has a really diverse cast. It's got Jennifer Lopez, Julia Stiles, Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinhart, Lizzo and Cardi B. So mm. it's just like it's such a great movie. Also, J-Lo had to learn how to do um, like pole dancing and her, the strength that she shows to be able to do it is just unbelievable. Because I, I was watching some of it because I, I often walk in and out of rooms in the house that we live in together. Correct, you do. Uh, we do not have separate houses unlike Ben Affleck and Jennifer <laughs> Lopez presumably. Exactly. Um, and just seeing her like on the pole and when I first saw it I'm, I thought like, oh, she must be like standing on something. Or like she's yeah. up on something, but no. she's just like casually, just kind of like, like holding herself up. Crazy. It's insane. And so that Hustlers film was so amazing that she was then nominated for an Academy Award for Supporting Actress, which is the first time she'd been nominated since her breakout role in Selena. When which was that? Was, so let like me go 1996 through. or something? Correct. Yeah, it was actually, Selena was in 1997. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So she won, uh, she earned a Golden Globe Award nomination for Best Actress for Selena. And then her her list of movies, she's been in almost 30 movies uh, and just so incredible. So from there with her breakout role in Selena, she then released a debut album called On the Sixth in 1999, which garnered her various awards and nominations. It's singles Waiting for Tonight, Waiting for, Waiting tonight. for tonight, oh, and Let's Get Loud. Both received Grammy Let's Award nominations loud. for Best Dance Recording and then also won the MTV Video Music Award for Best Dance Video. 2001, she won an MTV Europe Music Award for Best Female and the following year for the song I'm Real. And her her music is like very pop, right? But yeah. it's got different genres of pop, which is really cool. And I'm Real was her second studio album. And then J-Lo in 2001 won the MTV Video Music Award for Best Hip Hop Video. So she moves into kind of J-Lo as well. Right, I mean right. into hip hop as well. And then Jay to the Low, the remixes in 2002, was recognised by Guinness World Records as the first remix album to reach number one on the US Billboard charts. Huh. I know. 2006, she was presented with the Crystal Award for Women in Film for her strong portrayals of women and charitable work. And through all of this, she's starring in so many films that we would all recognise. So it's just it's kind of unbelievable how amazing she is and how often overlooked she is, I think, or undervalued partly, I think, because of her Latino heritage, but also because she was kind of made fun of and seen as like a Mm. pop star and celebrity and in the tabloids rather than a serious actress, even though every film I've seen her in, she's been brilliant. Yeah. And look, like all actors, obviously they're not all Terrific. She was in the movie Anaconda, for example, which, by the way, is a terrific movie. I was just kidding. But, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like, you look at – I mean, and also she was in the movie Geely. You remember that one? That was yes. in that era of, like, Jennifer Lopez hate and, and all of those kinds of things. But yeah. she's been in so many great things. Like, I don't know if you've seen Out of Sight, which was the movie Steven Soderbergh did before Ocean's Eleven. She's in some of the Ice Age movies, which is incredible. The Cell, which is, like, this psychological – 
Thrill Art. I don't know if you've ever seen that one from like uh, the year 2000. Yeah, there's so many, so many good things. So many. Is she also in Jack? She's in Jack. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's great the in mother that. in Jack. Yeah, I think she's a she, teacher. Yeah, she's a teacher. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. And she's also in, well, there's a couple of rom coms, like quite a few rom coms. Well, she was done. in that recent one with um, Owen, Owen Wilson, Wilson, which is really good. Which is really, really good. Yeah. yeah. And there's the wedding one planner. about, yeah, the wedding planner, which is really good. And she's very funny too. Yeah. She's She's got really physical comedy as well, as literally being such an incredible performer and dancer. And you get to see all of that in the halftime documentary. You get mm. reminded of all the versions of her, but also just the hard work. Like you cannot deny that she is, I would say, one of the hardest workers in the business. Mm. And then what kind of unfolds in the in the documentary is all of the buzz around the Golden Globes and then the Oscars. Right. And you kind of see her fighting at that time because it was also Trump's America at that time, yeah. right, at the height of it. Still kind of is, but yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like at the height of, <laughs> yes. the, of the children in cages problems at the mm. border. And so she does this halftime show that includes kind of like lights, light installations that look like cages with children inside them. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I've actually seen it. It was yeah. an incredible performance and she had to share it with Shakira, who is also amazing, but it was, yeah, she, was great. you can see she was so annoyed about that and I agree with her. You only get 14 minutes to do a halftime show and it has to be, you know, really down to the wire yeah. with that time limit because of the game. You can't be like, what's next? No. <laughs> and, and she has this incredibly long career. You know, she's in her 50s now. She's still making movies she's, and really relevant music and yeah. movies and everything and they give they have they make her share it with Shakira so they each only have seven minutes right okay which yeah, is yeah. so ridiculous like they just should have given her the whole show yeah. to do and Shakira was amazing and then to watch her do that but also to see what she managed to make happen with her and Shakira working together and you could see two divas it could have really clashed sure but yeah. you would have had to integrate those two teams and those two worlds and in the end, it was a triumph. Like it was just, it reverberated around the world. People mm. just loved it and just couldn't, were mesmerized by what she did. I mean, she incorporated the pole dancing from Hustlers in it. The soundtrack alone, the way they like sort of cut with only seven minutes to do it, cut in all of her hits somehow. And that's a lot. Yeah. That's, yeah. And yeah. then it finished with Let's Get Loud with her daughter singing on stage with all of these young girls who were also Latino right. singing about Let's Get Loud and Raise Our Voices. And then she had kind of the representation of the children in cages. And it was this real celebration of her Puerto Rican culture. And I just... I just think it was, and I'd be so interested to know anyone who is Puerto Rican and how mm. they felt about watching it. Because to me, I thought, wow, A, what a kick-ass woman who just smashed it. B, you can see that, and it reminds me so much actually, and I'm just rambling now, I know, <laughs> but it reminds me so much of why people are who they are and as successful as they are. Most of the time, yes, they have people and machines around them, but generally it's because they are the hardest working person oh, in the Oh, yeah, room. you can't just be propelled by all the no, people around you. No, you're the yeah. detail and not yeah. to have a career like that and not to and to be a Latino woman and have a career like that through all of that bullshit mm. she had to deal with. Just so inspiring. And to hear her talking to like the heads of, you know, the Super Bowl and demanding time and saying, no, we need this and I'm, I need a vision. I've got a vision and this is what I want it to be and, I, and I'm representing my community here and I want to lift everyone up and we need to do this at, the, at that particular political moment when there was real pushback. It was yeah. – anyway, I just totally recommend it. What's it, was, it on? 
Um, it's on Netflix. Oh, it is on Netflix. Cool. Yeah, it's called Halftime. It was released on the 8th of June and it's directed by Amanda Michelli. So I just I just think so often with people like, you know, Jennifer Lopez who you have all these connotations of from sort of pop music and you underrate them. When you look back, even Nicole Kidman, I feel like this happened to, the media kind of painted her as a particular type of actor Yeah. when actually she has done some of the most diverse roles ever and chooses really interesting parts and works incredibly hard and does physical mm. comedy too and I, I just, think when she put on that know. fake nose, people went, this is serious stuff. <laughs> I know. I know I'm just raving, but I just, I think so often women, as I've grown up, like with celebrities, some of them have been really undermined. Yeah. You know, and just, she has to work a thousand times harder than Ben Affleck, <laughs> you know? Hey, Ben Affleck oh. was Batman and uh, actually he's, he's. I know, but not many other artists in the globe can do everything she can do. And to be given half of a half a bowl show. Super Bowl show, yeah, half of a Super Bowl show. You know, just oh man, I don't know how I'd how I'd how I'd feel uh, half of a Super Bowl show. <laughs> oh mate, I don't believe you could do it for a second. <laughs> I I mean, I could probably do a podcast <laughs> for for fourteen minutes. I'll talk about ben you Affleck. and Meso could get oh, up man. on the halftime show. That oh would my be God. fun. This anyway, is my this is my I vision. I'm representing my community. <laughs> anyway. Just go watch it. I loved it so much. It was really inspiring and awesome to see and I just think she's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. She's also been honoured by organisations such as Amnesty International and the Human Rights Campaign for humanitarian activities. Oh, cool. She's really cool too. Done a lot of work in lifting other women up and mm-hmm. people from her community up Probably to literally because she's power. so strong. <laughs> she is so strong. You see this woman, oh, my God. Mm. I know. She, she goes in, I think it's. Gucci or Versace, one of the big fashion houses, and the head of the fashion house is just like, darling, your body is better now than before. And it's so true. <laughs> it's just insane. I have no idea what kind of work she's had done, but also it, it looks great. Yeah. It which is, good is work, yeah. rare and, and really you see hard her, like, to without do. makeup again, because I'm in and out of the room because we live in the same house. <laughs> um, and yeah, you, you, she looks, when she's not wearing makeup, she doesn't look like a lizard. You know, no, and yeah. I like this too. And I know I am aware that all of these things are, you know, made and contrived and all yeah, of things. Course. But Absolutely. but you see her, you see the sweat, like, and yeah. just the intensity of her and the way she's just like working like a Trojan. Mm. And part of it you can understand is from her background. Yep. She came from nothing and her mum, I think, was quite abusive. And oh, right, you yeah. sort of see that storyline play out to you kind of understand why she is the way she yeah. is so and look of course it's like a bunch yeah. of it would have been contrived and 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 all of that and but you know even if that was 100 percent true like she's still done amazing things I know. and, you, and just, you can still be inspired by something and you also can't i think there's a certain part that you just can't no absolutely make up. yeah because you then know because the work ethic shows for eventually itself. you get done I think something yeah. eventually like. Just, you see the work that goes into the dance. Get Alan oh or whatever gosh. happened to Alan. Yeah, totally. It just, and her team has been with her for like 20 years or whatever yeah. since Selena, which also I think speaks a lot about mm. loyalty. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You and, know? Like, and also paying people well. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm serious. It's, yeah. You know, people I agree. don't, you know, people don't yeah, stick around. Yeah, and valuing them and. Yeah, people don't stick around for like team. good vibes. Yeah. They shouldn't at least. Totally. Yeah. So. Anyway, so cool. I've rabbited on for 20 minutes about it, but it's deserved because she's bloody awesome. And I feel like this is happening a lot recently where people are looking back at the lens of how women were treated and going, 
Oh, yeah. Remember that woman that we totally thought was all right or average or made fun of? Remember how actually incredible she yeah, is as I, an artist? I think it happens like you, it happens every now and then. Like it happened with Keanu Reeves like, you know, a few years back. It's not the same kind of situation. I know Claire, but he was a joke for like a long time. Okay, yeah. Weird Al Yankovic, same thing, you know. Barbara Streisand. I would say Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, exactly. Correct. So these people, you know. Yeah, but more happens to women. Like I'm Dolly Parton. You can't put like Keanu Reeves and Dolly Parton in Keanu the same He's very basket. nice and he works with a lot of uh, different, uh, different also, directors and things. Yes, I know he's wonderful. I know you love Keanu And he's one of the few no action shade. stars no that works with a lot of women directors as well, which is very uncommon. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. I know. But I still don't think he would have had the same battles as Dolly Parton or – other recording artists, like sure, completely. He had a he had a band called Dog Star or something in the nineties. <laughs> you don't yeah, know Dog Star. Objectified in the same way. And no, treated. that is and certainly he true. Didn't get Anyways, down we're not to. here for you to make fun of Keanu Reeves, Claire, wonderful man and actor. Uh, what do you think of this? <laughs> Ken, you've seen this, have you? Yes, I have. Of course, I have. Yeah, so I'm sure. Oh, Claire, we're talking about the new Barbie film that's coming out. That's right, and I've got a picture Ooh, of Ryan Gosling yeah. in a little cowboy outfit because he's, of course, Margot Robbie is playing Barbie. So into it. You know, the director of this is the Little Women. Director. I know. Are you excited? I am, yes, I'm so excited. I, the, you didn't show me the really good one of of um, is it Ryan Ryan Reynolds? No, what's his name again? I've forgotten. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I always what get a really good one. That's an oh the shirtless one. The shirtless. One. I like the cowboy one. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, you like the cowboy one. I'm going for the shirtless one. God damn. Speaking Do you know of... how many women lost their minds on the internet when that shirtless Ken image oh, came I'm well out? <laughs> the only reason, though, I, I didn't bring Ooh. that up because it just popped up in my Twitter feed as like this is the Bob Catterbio. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that. And also because Margot Robbie, excellent choice. I agree. She's great because she can play that kind of ditzy blonde with but also always has a really interesting kind of dark side to her character. Mm, yeah, so yeah. she's really complex as a as an actor, I think, which is really interesting. Yeah. While looking like a blonde bombshell kind of Barbie person. It's really interesting. Yeah, she's great in The Wolf of Wall Street too. And in everything. And, and in the things. ice skating movie. Yeah, so she's good. in that ice skating movie. Anyways, speaking so of good. women, powerful women, Claire. You yes. know what I've been watching, which I've been thoroughly enjoying. Here he goes, It's yes. an older show. It started in, I want to say, 2012, 2013 and went to 2017. It went. It was somewhere in that that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veep. <gasps> yeah. This was created by Armando Iancini. Uh, I've definitely said that wrong. I apologize. Iancini? I'm not sure. Is I did look it up and I, I butchered it. Uh, and it's actually an adaptation of the British sitcom The Thick of It. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yes. It's just like it's the Peter Capaldi just swearing at people. Um, there was also a movie with James Gandolfini. Yeah. I actually need to watch that as well. Uh, but I, I actually. I didn't know that these were connected at all, and obviously they would be because they're quite similar. Anyways, it stars Julie Louise Dreyfus. Dreyfus, The legend herself. That's right, who's amazing. And I think the only person from Seinfeld who actually got a successful show post-Seinfeld. They've all tried out various things, and obviously Jerry Seinfeld is, uh, you know, he's doing his stand-up and he's doing his comedians complain about getting coffee and whatever. (laughs) And all of those things. I guess Larry David as well, who created Seinfeld, is still is still doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, Anna Chlumsky is also in it. Reed Scott, Tony Hale, who people might also know from Arrested Development. So the, the, here's the premise for people who don't know about this very famous show. Former Senator Selena Meyer gets the opportunity to serve as the Vice President of the United States. She tries to prevent various political uproars while juggling her public as well as private life. 
So I don't know if you've ever seen the show Yes Minister, the old British sitcom. Certainly did, love that. Which is about, uh, it's, it's, it's a similar premise in terms of like it's centred around, uh, initially at least, the most powerful figure in the country and you're kind of like a minor player in that and trying to, you know, just fighting for scraps mm. essentially. Uh, yes Minister is amazing, by the way, if you haven't seen it. It's very, no, it's very I funny. I love it. Um, I love I used to watch that with my dad. Yeah, such a good show. Uh, but, and so in, in, in this situation... So it's there's a whole. It's about her and her team, and like how everybody's petty and the infighting and trying to climb over each other for you know for different opportunities. Like even within you know within her her group, and also she's trying to do the similar thing to you know to rise above you know being a mostly ineffectual vice president. And it's just awful people you know really believing in nothing and with no actual power. It seems you know beyond you know, their political backers and corporations and brokering deals and all of these kinds of things. But, you know, it was a lot of the times in, in our capitalist systems, and I hate to get on this, Claire, like mo- like the, anybody who's in power is really there to keep the status quo. Like there's varying degrees of what that can look like, but really it's, you know, it's there are certain certain rules that you cannot kind of step outside. So it works like within that framework. And I guess the other thing is it's it's incredibly funny and awkward and you, you're, you're rooting for all of these people, even though they're all terrible in in, in different ways. And it's, I can't believe it took me this long to get to it. Cause it's, it's, it's so funny and it's so well-written and the, and the joke to like minute ratio is crazy. Like it goes by so quick and every line is just incredibly cutting. Kills. And obviously it's, you know, it's a reflection of, you know, how politics, you know, runs in the real world, but it runs at like a mile a minute. You know, there's not, everyone's always got the best witty thing to say in, in real life, but it, it feels very real. And the, the situations feel, feel real. Like the authenticity of it behind the scenes, parallel with what you see in in the public eye, which is mostly just, you know, very well-crafted and it's all down to haircuts and clothes and how how tall somebody is and who you're seen with and all of these other kinds of things. It's just, it's, it's really, really great. And again, it, the, uh, Julie L- uh, Louise Dreyfus is amazing. She's so funny. Her physical yeah. comedy, honestly. Her face. Like no. the, the way, she, I don't, she's just incredible. She's one of the great comedic actors Clearly of all time. Oh, yeah. I would a hundred million percent agree with that. She's mm. brilliant. Yeah. I'm a day person. <laughs> yeah. There's just so yeah. many like amazing lines and it's, Seinfeld. And it's not just okay. like if you're a Seinfeld fan and haven't seen this, which is probably not the case, you probably have seen it, but th- she's not just doing like a lane 2.0. You know, I know what's his name? Um George Costanza, whatever his name is in real life, Jason Alexander, he did a show called The Bob Patterson Show, which was basically like the George Costanza show. Uh, Michael Richards did a similar thing. You know, he did, you know, Mm -hmm. they kind of tried. Kind of tried. But also I think the difference with her is she waited like quite a while. Like she did did work, but she kind of didn't like jump into another sitcom straight away. And I think that's really kind of benefited. And clever, right? Yeah. It does. Yeah, completely. But I also just think that she is incredibly smart. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. You know, yeah. And and to be able to do what she does and have such a long career, and mm. I just think there's something about her that's just yeah, just so funny and great. And I will say as well that it's that whole thing because she's also the most attractive person on that show by a mile. Not Veep Seinfeld is yes. what I'm talking about, probably right? Veep as well. And but yeah. yeah, and it is kind of an example of when you're a woman in that industry and it's changing a little. You kind of have to be everything. Yeah. You have to be a J-Lo. You can't just be funny. You have to also be hot. You have to also be smart. You have to do the physical comedy, but you also have to do, you know, write your jokes that are really great as well. And you have to have just all of it. 
And that's what she is to that show, you yeah. know, which I think, yeah, she's just so talented. I would go for, as far to say as I think she's the most talented one on Seinfeld. Well, maybe. I mean, she's, I mean, also Larry David, even though he's not in that show very much. Oh, but he's the brains of that Yeah, show. he's the brains yeah. of it. And not to sell short the other people that are in no, it. No, they're like, brilliant. They're, they're all brilliant. That show all yeah. works because everybody is, is, is at the, is at the best they've ever been. Oh, well, you know, the, the, again, some people have gone We're into We're living in a society. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I so think funny. so much of Seinfeld is Larry David as well. I think, I mean, maybe now, but, like, he should get more credit for creating that show than Jerry I'm Seinfeld. Because Jerry Seinfeld, and this is also kind of, you know, the point of that show is he's, like, the least interesting, least funny aspect of that show. <laughs> like, he's really, even though he does silly things, he's kind of like the straight man who does the what's the deal with whatever kind of comedy yeah. While everybody else around him is. I mean, I still think he's incredibly yeah, funny. Yeah, I agree he's funny. And look, he did date a high schooler when he was 38-year-old. 38 years old. Nobody's nobody's doubting that. But the most important thing to remember is that uh, you should watch Veep. Veep. I know. My God. It's so good. I've only watched the first couple of seasons. Yeah. So I really need to get back he, into it. I think we had a baby at a certain yeah, point around there. At and a I, certain point, we did have a baby. We did. And then I just couldn't yeah. switch on. I did start it like five, six years ago. And I, yeah. Yeah. Is, I think I was, that's what happened. I think five, yeah. six years we started and loved it. And mm. then the world sort of got very small and we just dropped out. And sometimes when you do that with the show, you drop, you lose a thread of it and then you always have to go back to yeah, the beginning. Yeah, so that's what I did. And, yeah, um, I'm going to do that too. it picks up pretty quick. Like you don't, you're not going to. Because I couldn't remember where I lost yeah, the thread you, of it. You're not so. going to need, Um, what was I going to say? You can, it's fine. You can start from the start. You're not going to be like, oh, this sucks because it, it doesn't. It's really good. All right. Anyway, it's also kind of a shame that Jerry Seinfeld's like, you can't say anything. You can cancel culture and all these kinds of things. And it's like, dude, none of your comedy is like cancel culture shit. It's all like. My pants are too tight or whatever. I mean, I love that. I yeah, do I know. And that's that all fine, but it's comedy. weird to be like, now I can't joke anymore. But it's like you never did anything that was like, I mean, except for the dating the teenager, but your comedy <laughs> isn't, like it's not cancelable stuff. Yeah, yeah. If that, you know, it's anyway, whatever. you're saying that to be part of the cool game. I think it's just something that you're out of, you just, they all fall into it at a certain point. And I think it's also a part of like, hey, maybe – that stuff that would consider, which is considered like counselable now, which I don't even really think is a proper thing. You know what I mean? I don't. I, don't, I think there's very few people that have been like properly cancelled. Like no returns. Exactly. Well, also, women have. Yeah, absolutely. But like Ricky Gervais is just sitting, and no, what's his face? Louis CK just yeah, seemed to like stuff. go away for a little while. And exactly. Come back. I mean, it ruins women's careers. Yeah, definitely. And it also people who do that it ruins people's career people around them. As well. Exactly. But if you're a white dude, it seems you can just go on a little tiny yeah, mini you, break. You build. You build out. Like you, in our country, audience. then just become deputy prime minister. Who's like deputy Barney, prime minister? Barney, Barnaby Joyce. Yeah. After a massive scandal. And then get, I mean, he's still in politics, but, yeah. you know, he's no longer, his party's no longer in charge. So mm. That's cool. I think it's also like a lot of the times when they're like, oh, you can't say this anymore and whatever, but it's also like this is boring and uninteresting. You and know, there's hurtful. a lot of, and, well, yeah, but he, I, I, I agreed, but a lot of that stuff is like you can do jokes about trans people, you can do jokes about literally anything, but a lot of it's like, well, I could identify as an attack helicopter, you know, that joke that people mm. do, and it's just that like a thousand times. It's like that's that's not a joke. It's like it's not that's not funny. I, and I also do think that when we're talking about people in minorities who have had historically incredibly difficult times, I just yeah. think, do we need to make jokes about trans people? 
Well, no, what I'm saying is you can no, make jokes about it and people in, and there are comedians who can do it very well and who are like allies of the community or trans themselves yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. But there's so many people that are just so many like old comedians, like Ricky Gervais did a bit where he's like, oh. I, I'm tra- I, look, I'm like transitioning into a chimpanzee or whatever because I'm. it's like, yeah, great. Like, and he's like, what, too, is it too much for you? And it's like, no, it's just not very, it's not anything. It's not interesting or funny. <laughs> yeah. And also it's really hurtful. Exactly. And, and it's, damaging yeah, to it's an more already just like, very vulnerable community who need to be lifted up at a time when there is politics happening that's yeah. very challenging and difficult. So. And just being like trans people are weird. It's like what what's what like the, what's the joke? You know, you just you're basically just punching a group just being like that's strange, isn't it? And it's punching yeah. down too, which yeah. is the other part of it. Anyways. As well. And for the record, we love trans people on this show, as we do everyone. So I just want to make that official in case that yes. was not clear. No, uh, exactly. <laughs> we talked about it before the show. And we said we were going to go on a tangent <laughs> for 10 to 15 minutes. And we have. We've gone on a tangent. So I'll save my next recommendation for next time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I do 100% agree. I don't know how we got there. Go and watch Veep. Yeah, so watch good. Veep, man. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyways, have so you done anything else or should we give it a bloody... I think we should just start, like, let's do our little review thing. Oh, my God, Claire. It's things. funny you should say that because I have a review right no, here and it's from don't. Jerry Seinfeld. It says, one star, you can't say anything anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I mean, I'm glad he listens, but um, hmm. no, this is from uh, Debel520 who says, chaos. You can just do this in app, by the way. You open you your phone and you go click, 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 clack, clack, click, clock. Clack, uh, clock, clock. Says, my girlfriend and I have been listening since the beginning of April. Hey. The energy has become more chaotic and with every episode and we are absolutely here for it. Like a little, <laughs> ma- like a little man who has found some butter and pancakes. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I love that. Mm. I love butter and pancakes. Me too. Was that a thing that we said on I the show? Know, I can't remember. I feel like this review is from... Um, this is a few from a few months ago, but yeah. Yes, I love, love it. it. Thank you so much. Thank it you helps so out a much. Lot. Cool. And you can also email the show at suggestforpot.gm.com with your recommendations or just general comments about everything. This one is from Alex. Good bones, old boots. Ooh. Already love it, mate. I love it. Are you going to get more sperm facts this week? No more sperm no. facts. I know we're moving along right along. This is a poetry fact instead. Oh, I love that. Hello, Claire and Mr. Old Boot Movies. Ah, oh, you old boot. Love that phrase. I just wanted to reach out and share how much I enjoy your recent episode where James shared the poem Good Bones, Proud as Could Be, and the hilarious narrative that followed where you revealed you had read the same poem on the pod years ago. Ah. I remembered your initial reading, but much like James, it was the second exposure to this poem that really hit me hard. Bam! Maybe it's because my wife and I are trying for a child and I've been thinking about all the things parenting will hold. One of the things I think about most is, as a parent, you have the unique opportunity of getting to introduce life and all its wonders to another human. I can share every favourite book and film as they grow into them, share the things that bring me joy and delight in learning what they love. It's bloody beautiful. It is, mate. It is. And then they'll throw it all away. They'll say, <laughs> no. we, they say we don't care. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Uh, just to clarify, 
That is not my phone going off no, during this mine. email. I'm I so would sorry. never experience Let me keep going. Anyways, James suggested we share a short, depressing poem. Oh, my God. This is my so favorite. So here's one I remember from some English class in college. Let's do it. All right. It's called The Death of the Ball, Turret Gunner by Randall Jarrell. Jarrell? Strap in, mate. Son of Jarrell. <laughs> Here we go. Deal. This one is a doozy. From my mother's sleep I fell into the state, and I hunched in its belly till my wet fur froze. Six miles from earth, loosed from its dream of life. I woke to black flack and the nightmare fighters. When I died, they washed me out of the turret with a hose. That is so grim. Wait. What, what is that? <laughs> Poem. No, explain it to me. Here he goes. Yeah, go again. It always stuck with me because it was so abrupt. I even remember the poem was on the bottom half of the page of the book it was in and I remember turning it back and forth looking for more poem. But that was it. <laughs> That's what you want. You want them leave, you want more, yeah. leave them wanting more, you know? Life is short. Don't get hosed before your time. Gotcha. That's true. Love the pod. Love you all. Alex from Austin. Thank you so much, Alex. And we won't get hosed, I hope. No, exactly. When I died, they washed me out of the turret with a hose. <laughs> Mate, this is brutal. It's true. People are just like... See you later, bitch. You're yeah. Good. I think it's talking obviously about the state with a capital S. So it's like I fell into the state. So I fell into the military. Right, yeah, yeah. And I hunched in its belly till my wet fur froze. Six miles from earth, loosed from its dream of life. Is it about a dog in the military? <laughs> I think it might be about fighting in the war, the right? And then being di- and then dying. Yeah, and then being like next. Yeah. Next person. Being flushed out. Yeah. I know. Grim, mate. But also Poetry. There's something for everyone. We love you know? poetry. On this show, we've always been pro-poetry. Poetry, if what? you will. I feel like we're slowly, you know what, Alex, between you and me, we're turning this old boot over here towards the light that is poetry. You know what? I've never thought anything about poetry until Alex's latest email. Every other attempt that somebody has had <laughs> has fallen short. And yet Alex has somehow reached within my soul and bought something that I think we can all enjoy and appreciate. <laughs> For once. Cool. Glad it's the end of the show. Oh, mate. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Yeah. I'm going to go flush myself out of this hose. Did flush you? Flush myself out of this turret oh. with a hose. What did you think about uh, the end of Obi-Wan? You finally finished that show. I didn't. I gave up halfway you through. You forgot this? You didn't see this bit. Oh, geez. That's what right. What is that? They see, Obi-Wan Kenobi cut off his mask oh, and he was like, boom. Man, I don't I'm, like that. I'm, I'm awful in here. Oh, that's awful. I'm more like, I look oh. like I've been in the bath too long. I'm all wrinkled and burnt. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. looks like the inside of a rotten egg. Yes. Look, it wasn't like, I think the show was okay, but that the moment with the, the final confrontation with Obi-Wan and, and, and Darth Vader, terrific stuff. Oh, Blair. I missed that with you. I would not want to watch stuff. that with you. I just couldn't really handle watching more violence. Solid. And stuff. his voice was like fluctuating between like the James oh. L. Jones voice and his regular voice because he'd been... Cut in half. Yeah, that nice. was cool. Yeah, it's all good stuff, man. You should at least watch that scene. I should watch it. I know I do want to keep watching it. I think I just can't watch it at night time. Yeah. I need to watch it during the day. It was just a bit intense. You had all the lights off. It was a lot. And there's a bit where uh, Luke's aunt and, uh, aunt and uncle just go fucking full on like karate and all these kinds of things on, on the Inquisitor. She comes to visit the farm and they like shoot her and beat her up oh, for a bit. Oh, why didn't they do that to the stormtroopers? That's a great question. I had a similar question. I have another question. Why is it in the flashback where Obi-Wan is sparring 
with Anakin Skywalker. This is set before Attack of the Clones, before he's missing his arm. And yet his lightsaber is the traditional Skywalker <laughs> lightsaber and not the lightsaber he actually had in Attack of the Clones. Because the lightsaber that he's a traditional lightsaber that he has that then carries on throughout the films, which becomes Luke's then Ray's lightsaber, that didn't make an appearance until the Clone Wars. So canonically, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's interesting that you brought that up. I'm glad you noticed. Let's move on. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I just want to say that if anyone else is married to a big old nerd, mm. I feel you, mate. There's a very good I chance feel ya. that if I you're sitting ya. in the car with your partner <laughs> and your partner listens to my other podcast, your partner is nodding along and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? I don't actually know what just happened. Yeah. But this is the kind of shit that I hear about all the time. That's right. And all I want to say is solidarity to you, whoever you are. Exactly. We're all in it together. That's right. Because we're all... All right, we're going. Thanks, get, Collins. Let's get loud. Let's get loud. This is uh, fun. The music gotta tell you what you gotta do. Oh, oh. It's more fun when I'm annoying you with my thing. <laughs> All right, thanks, Collins. Bye. Edit. I'm still, I'm still Claire from the blog. Uh... Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 